morning, everyone. Welcome to my morning podcast, Coffee with Dawson, at 6 a.m. PST on Mondays to Fridays. I'm your host today, and we have a very special guest today, Dr. Shyla. She's a world-class physician who is known as one of the most influential people to support medical assistance in dying. Today, we're going to have a debate with her on why terminally ill patients should or should not be allowed to end their lives via medical assistance in dying, specifically in Canada. To start it off, or medical assistance in dying, along with assisted suicide, became legal in Canada in June 2016 for terminally ill adults. In February 15th, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that parts of the criminal code would need to change in order to satisfy the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The parts that prohibited medical assistance in dying would no longer be valid. The Supreme Court gave the government until June 6, 2006 to create a new law. Well, in June 2016, the Parliament of Canada passed federal legislation that allows eligible Canadian adults to request medical assistance in dying. Okay, quickly, before we get into the debate, Dr. Shiloh, tell the listeners what is medical assistance in dying in a physician's perspective. Medical assistance in dying is the painless killing of a patient suffering from an incurable and painful disease or in an irreversible coma. The practice is illegal in most countries. However, certain countries allow the practice of assisted suicide like in the Netherlands, Canada, Belgium, and a few states in the U.S. So, how does medical assistance in dying work? Do you just inject lethal drugs like how they do when someone gets the death penalty? Haha, well, sort of. There are four main types of assisted suicide, i.e. active, passive, indirect, and physician-assisted suicide. Active assisted suicide involves the direct administration of a lethal substance to the patient by another party with merciful intent. Passive assisted suicide is withholding or withdrawing of life-sustaining treatment either at the request of the patient or when prolonging life is considered futile. Indirect assisted suicide refers to the prescription of painkillers that may be fatal to relieve suffering. Physician-assisted suicide refers to a medical professional aiding a patient in terminating their life upon the patient's request. Medical assistance in dying and assisted suicide, are, are they the same thing? Yes. So Dr. Shyla, what kind of people can perform medical assistance in dying? Only physicians can operate and perform, however, family members that the patient asks to help can also assist through the process. Of course, the healthcare provider who helps the physicians is also a part of the operation. Who is eligible for the medical assistance in dying service? I will list the criteria. In order to be eligible for medical assistance in dying, you must meet all the following criteria. You must be eligible for health services funded by the federal government or a province or territory or during the applicable minimum period of residence or waiting period for eligibility. You have to be at least 18 years old and mentally competent. This means being capable of making health care decisions for yourself. You must have a grievous in your immediate medical condition. You have to make a voluntary request for medical assistance in dying that is not the result of outside pressure or influence. Lastly, give informed consent to receive medical assistance in dying. Okay, some people might not know what an irremediable medication condition is. 
To be considered as having a grievous and irremediable medical condition, you must meet all of the following criteria. You must have a serious illness, disease, or disability. Be in an advanced state of decline that cannot be reversed. You have to experience unbearable physical or mental suffering from your illness. Disease, disability, or state of decline that cannot be relieved under conditions that you consider acceptable. You have to be at a point where your natural death has become reasonably foreseeable. This considers all your medical circumstances and does not require a specific prognosis as to how long you have left to live. Wow, there are a lot of restrictions. Okay, Dr. Shyla, do you think the practice of medical assistance in dying should be legal or illegal in most countries? I think assisted suicide should not be allowed at all. Well, I think it has to do with my religion, since I am a Catholic. As Catholics, we believe that an individual is to be neither the author of his or her own life, nor the ar arbiter of his or her own death. In addition, a study in Greece shows that although 48% of physicians favor the legalization of medical assistance in dying, only a small percentage start stated that they would perform it, especially physician-assisted suicide. In Japan, one-fifth of physicians approve of medical assistance in dying, although criminal law does not permit either assisted suicide. In contrast, a Malaysian study reported that 87% of physicians believed that patients did not have the right to make their own end-of-life decisions regardless of their condition. They also disapproved of physician-assisted suicide. These studies kind of go to show you that doctors and physicians are generally opposed to medical assistance in dying and reluctant to perform it even if it's legal. I see where you are coming from. However, I think it should be legal because I believe individuals should have the right to be able to decide when and how they die. As a physician, it is obviously hard to perform medical assistance in dying because you're practically killing them in a legal way. This takes a toll on our physician's mind, so I understand why lots of physicians are reluctant to perform the job. I also think the state or the country should not have a say on the individual's right to die. At the end of the day, it is the patient that is suffering tremendously, not the country. Yes, Dr. Shyla, I agree. But don't you think that gives doctors too much power? And some patients might be persuaded by their family and doctors into accepting medical assistance in dying. For example, um, let's say a cancer patient is stage 4 cancer. He has no chance of coming back, but he's still alive. But the problem is the family has to pay the bills, the cancer treat treatments. Those are expensive bills. And what if the family tries to convince the patient that it, it is just better for him to just die? And lastly, is this unlawful? Is medical assistance in dying unlawful in any way? That's certainly a possibility, but as I stated, the restrictions are quite strict, so it is hard to qualify for medical assistance in dying without some sort of major diseases or conditions. In terms of unlawfulness, I don't see any unlawfulness in it. The Canadian Criminal Code already deemed the parts that prohibited medical assistance in dying would no longer be valid. Okay, but isn't this basically murder? A murder in Canadian law is defined as a culpable homicide with specific intentions. A murder is when the person causes the death of another human being. And medical assistance definitely sounds like murder to me since the physician is killing the patient. 
murder does not require mutual consent, whereas medical assistance does. Both the patient and the physician need to consent to it before the operation begins. On the other hand, a murderer does not ask for the consent of his her victims. Okay, Dr. Shyla, that's a fair point. But as a religious person, I believe that life is given by God, so only God should decide when to end it. Well, okay, put religion aside. I'm afraid that if medical assistance in dying becomes more common, then it might be abused to a point where people who didn't want to die would be killed. The strict regulations would prevent all that and in addition, our society allows animals to be put down as an act of kindness, so why not humans? If an animal or a human is suffering to a point where they know they will die, why extend their life just so they could suffer more pain? Dr. Shyla, you keep mentioning that the restrictions are really strict. How strict are they exactly? Well, first the patient needs to request for medical assistance in dying out of their own will. They must be able to make healthy decisions on their own. And they must meet the criteria I mentioned earlier. For example, you must have a deadly disease. Then you must submit a written request. You must sign it with two other independent witnesses meaning that those witnesses cannot benefit from your death in any way. So, a witness can't be a son or daughter because of the inheritance. Then you must undergo medical assessments and wait a 10-day period to give you time to consider if this is what you really want. You can withdraw any time and will be given a final opportunity to withdraw right before the operation starts. I see. They are given many opportunities to withdraw the request, so that's good. Well, Dr. Shyla, this is certainly a topic up for debate. It is not. Unfortunately, this is all the time we got. Thank you, Dr. Shyla, for your time, and be safe out there. And thank you to all the people who tuned in today. I hope you learned something new. This is Coffee with Dawson, and I will see you tomorrow at 6 a.m.